everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> Okay, I'm Victor. I am Max. And I'm Kitty, and this is Hounds of Horror, our weekly podcast where we get together and talk about horror movies. Weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes tri-weekly. Sometimes, uh, what's the opposite of bi-weekly when you do it not in two weeks? Wait, um, once in two weeks. Uh, um, I mean, once every two weeks is bi-weekly. Once a fortnight. I like that one. Yeah, sometimes we do it because I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not smart enough to understand. So bi-weekly would be like twice a week, right? No, bi-weekly is once every two weeks. Okay, so that's what I thought you were saying. Sometimes it's twice a week, but that's rare. See, there's been times that we've missed because of illnesses and things and, and unforeseeable events. Like laziness. And so I tried going back in time to see if we could do it then, but then I went back to a time where I hadn't watched the movie, so mm, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's hard. So... I'm trying to think of what you could say if you walked in that door, having killed your previous self and you were your future self, what you could say that would make me instantly believe that? Honestly, anything. If you said, hey, I killed my past me, I'm actually future Max, I would probably just be like, all right, can I invest in something today? You have as much faith in him as Jim and Julie had in Complete Fucking Strangers in the movie that we watched... So their Ghost faith house. was completely well placed in GoGo and completely poorly placed everywhere else. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So I guess we should get into the movie. We can. Um You can reach us at Hounds of Horror Pod at gmail.com, by you the can. way. But you why can. would you? Yes. No one else seems to. Uh Burn. Dibs did. That's true. I'm she sorry. She sent us a haiku that Unburn. We failed at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> haikus as it turns out. So in the future, if you're going to send us something, especially if it's something I ask for, make sure to send instructions on how to read it as well. Because remember, I am an idiot. I know I sound like I'm not, but I am an idiot. Uh, so, this movie we watched. This movie? This this here film, I cinema. Mean, I, I only recently found out that Africa is not a state. <laughs> it is, in fact, a continent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, All right. This week we watched the 2017 film Ghost House, um, which at this date and time you can watch on Prime. Or Google Play. Or Google Play. And the movie was directed by Rich Ragsdale, and it was written by Kevin O'Sullivan, Jason Chase Tyrell, and others. (laughs) I was trying to think of a joke, like, from Rich Ragsdale to Rich's Ragsdale. 
<laughs> it's all kind of there in his name already. Actually. Which is to rags. Yeah. Um. It came up at one point saying that it was a production of the Ragsdale Brothers, and I was like, "Oh, Max is going to have a field day with that after the Vicious Brothers thing." And then I realized that it was the name of the director. So I mean, Ragsdale. I can see that being a last name. Last name. Yeah. But Vicious was their name actually Vicious? I think not. You don't. No. I'll find out. And when I do, oh boy. Because we have the Vicious Brothers, we have the Cohen Brothers, we have the Ragsdale Brothers. I never wanted to open up a a production company with my sibling. Never. (laughs) Did you ever talk about it? No. Well. (laughs) There's also the Russo Brothers. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. In this movie, we have nobody you've ever seen before except Mark Boone Jr. (laughs) Although, well, some of you... Okay, I'll start with Mark Boone Jr. He played Reno. He was also in 30 Days of Night. That's what I most recently remember him from. He'd been in a lot of other stuff, too. He was in The Dark Knight. Oh, he was the crooked cop, wasn't he? Yeah. Flask. Blask? Flask. Flask. Like a flask. His name was Flask? Not to be confused with Trask from the Marvels movies and comics. Very different. Characters. You could only confuse the two if you knew anything Marvel did. Okay. <laughs> I'm familiar with Deadpool. That's about it. A little bit of Gambit. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm so just, disappointed uh, in you right now. Really quick, if you wanted to hear what we had to say about 30 Days of Night, you could go back to episode 12. Episode 12. Oh my gosh, we've been doing this long enough we can reference other episodes. Gosh. And, and maybe we could have done this before now, because I think we've referenced other episodes multiple times. A lot. This is just the first time Kitty's ever thought to, or any of us have thought to, reference <laughs> people back to. Let's circle on back to one of our previous episodes. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, who was in this, Max? Mark Boone Jr. We had Mark Boone Jr. as Reno, and then we had Scout Taylor Compton as Julia, she was Lori in the 2007 and 2009 Halloween movies. And she also has a rather extensive list of other stuff I haven't seen. Uh, Same. I, I also haven't seen those either, the new Halloween movies. No. Ditto. It's all right. Uh, and then uh, James Hebert plays Jim. He was Looper number one in Looper. I don't remember that, who he was in that I might movie. go and just watch that part because he probably dies. Which the- part? I don't know. It's just the part that he's in. I'll find the part that <laughs> he's in and I'll watch it. You might have to watch the whole movie to find that out. Maybe I Use will. Prime. <laughs> you can just skip a little bit and then pause it and then skip a little bit and pause it. And I'll show you at the bottom who's in that particular scene. We also had Michael New as Gogo. I didn't recognize anything else he was in. Uh, he's Thai Canadian. Oh my. Thai Canadian. Yeah. He was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, he was my favorite character. By like, far. you couldn't ask for a better cabbie than him. Or a better person. Yeah. <laughs> well, your wife's possessed. All right, let's 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 do all this stuff that let's we have to do. To, going to my village. It's going to be mad at me for bringing them in, but let's do it, and I'll talk you through it. I'm going to call a monk in. I'll smooth. <laughs> uh, that's, I, yeah. I, yeah. It's basically. Those are the main ones. All right. So, I do have a phobia. That I'm probably not going to pronounce correctly, but what else is new? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, Old Japanese lady ghostophobia. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that far off, actually. <laughs> Just a couple of words too many. Um, so it is called, I think it's gerontophobia. Gerontophobia, I think is how it's pronounced. And it is the fear of getting old 
and also of old people. It would probably be gerontophobia because, like, mm, maybe, but I don't. Whatever. Like gerontology. Geri- like geriatric. geriatric. Sure. Fear of people named Jerry. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting about it to me is that you can not only like it's. It's something that doesn't just make you afraid of the effects of aging within your own body. It also makes, in some people, they hate elderly people to the point that they're, like, made physically, like, ill by them. And and they're extremely short-tempered with them because they remind them of the fact that they're eventually going to get old. And that's a terrifying thought to them. And it's actually really sad. So It is sad. I love old people. Yeah. They're one of the few groups of people on the entire Earth that have anything interesting to say. Oh, so I just thought that was interesting. Um, it's I know it's not necessarily a phobia that's really that accurate, but I'm trying to come up with somewhat interesting things. So I'm not doing the same thing or similar things every time. So yes, there is a fear of not just getting old, but also of old people. And if you have it, keep it in check because it's kind of mean. It is. All right. So I guess maybe we should get into talking about the, the movie. <clears throat> yes. My first note is why don't ghosts ever move like normal style? Um, before that, really quick, oh. I just want to, if you're, if you haven't watched this movie yet and you are going to watch it, there is, um, I should probably give a flash warning. They didn't have that at the beginning of the movie and there's a part in a it. flash warning? Yeah. People who have epilepsy can be oh. triggered. And when they first go in to meet Reno, there's like strobe lights and stuff. And I just want to yeah, make sure that. It is a little intense. Uh, <laughs> people are aware that that's a possibility. So. Also, spoilers from here on out. If you don't oh, know our podcast, yeah. if this is your first episode, then thank you for listening, and you should probably consider listening to something else, because this is a, quite a ride. <laughs> and if any of us ever starts a sentence with, that's just in, like, insert movie here, we're about to talk about spoilers for that movie, so Buckle if you up, don't want to know, fast forward about 20 seconds, and then that way... you 20 seconds? <laughs> Maybe half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Spoilers from here on out. Yeah. But, I'm going to repeat my favorite spoiler, and that is that Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Soze. I don't care who I ruined that for. I don't care. I'm glad. It's, I'm so glad it's ruined for you. But you should watch that movie. It's good. He'll flip you. <laughs> um, my rebuttal to your statement that was a couple minutes ago, Max, is that I think ghosts are powered by fear, and the the more creepy that they can be. The more fear. <laughs> The more fear they can draw from you, the more powerful they can get. It's definitely the way that some demons work, especially in Japanese folklore and uh, um, the Shinto uh, spiritual mythology. But I, I think there's also some generalized opinions about ghosts. And we've talked about it before that they're powered by fear. So I think the creepier they can do something, the more effective it is. So instead of just being like, dum, 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 hi, I'm a ghost. They're all like, I'm a ghost. I like the cane ghost from The Haunting of Hill House. Remember him? He was looking for his hat. Oh, yeah. It was like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark come to life. He was creepy, but like he was originally designed. Um, Whenever you said that ghosts were powered by fear, <laughs> I thought you meant that they were perpetually afraid of everything. So the reason you're not walking across the room is because you're going, ah, ah, what's that? Ah, what's that? <laughs> Oh my god, we haven't even started talking about it. It does start with a 
British maiden. Very similar in stature and size and appearance to Julia, I think. Yeah. Except for her blue streak of hair. Running through the streets. Not of London. A bang cock. Mm -hmm. Funny city name. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. My God. One of my notes is if that's really the countryside in Thailand, it is amazing. But here's a tip. If you're running through a foreign city, screaming for someone to help you, there's a good chance that A, they don't understand what you're saying. And B, if you're running through the city screaming for people to help you, you should probably stop and give them a chance to help you. <laughs> Just going, help me! <laughs> also, it helps help me. if you're screaming for help for other people to see that there is something chasing you. Yes. <laughs> so if you're getting chased by a ghost, uh, I guess calm down a little bit. Uh, so she gets trapped in an alley. She like makes a turn down a, a dead end alleyway. And she does. She gets stuck at the wall, and then there's a creepy old hag behind her. Uh, she starts as just a puddle of hair on the ground. She does. I, I shadow. Hate that. It's it's very ring like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just sort of <laughs> up out of it. Yep, it's not great. Her fingernails are like Louise's nails in that episode of Bob's Burgers <laughs> where they're on the yacht. Glaggity, glaggity, glaggity. Oh, thank you for ruining this movie for me. I, I can't ever watch it. I'll just be like, clackety, clackety, clack. Uh, um, but her long fingernails, every time she shoves her fingers down somebody's stop throat. Stop shoving your fingers, grody fingers, oh. down people's throats. It's gross. <laughs> Our nine-month-old does that. He just shoves his whole hand in my mouth sometimes, and I'm like, this, no. He's practicing to fight a mountain lion. Mm-hmm. He's practicing to be this old lady. <laughs> Uncle Max told me this is what I should do. <laughs> oh, what do I care? I got a growth in my pecker. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so, yes, at corners of the Old lady the ghosts are creepy. Japanese old lady ghosts are the worst. I don't know why they're the scariest fucking things on earth, but they are. It was definitely made to be turned up to 11. She was... Watch The Forest sometime with Natalie Dormer. You won't poop for three days, guaranteed. Some people have the opposite reaction to being scared. Well. (laughs) Fear or constipation. (laughs) I've been constipated by my fear. Uh, so then it cuts over to, well, she gets godded. She does get getted mm-hmm. by the ghost. Mm-hmm. And they cut over to the airport and Jim and Julie have just arrived. Jim and Julie. And they are accosted by Gogo, the van driver. In the most politest <laughs> way possible. He is the best cabbie and person. <laughs> Do you need a driver? Yeah. Come, he's talking about the music he has playing, and it's it's new, and like he can do all this stuff mm-hmm. for him, and and he's got a nice van. When every time he opened that sliding door, I was like, oh, leather seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually kind of jealous. <laughs> I would, I would, if I had the money, pay someone handsomely to drive me everywhere I needed to go because I hate driving. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would happily do that. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Drive to Bangkok and rent a car? It turns out you can drive to Bangkok and rent a car and a driver. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would do. If I had the money, I would also do it here. I'd have them flown over. I need to know if that's a a real thing. Because, like... If what's a real thing? Thailand? Well, (laughs) I don't... Like, I just... 
<laughs> he like had Gogo's personal phone number and had him like on standby. He was never doing anything else but driving these two around. <laughs> True. And I don't understand. Oh, that's that's one thing I wanted to ask, and I didn't look it up. What the exchange rate was for uh, U.S. versus uh, the currency that they use in Thailand? It's I, a lot. I forgive my. I looked like a year ago. It's a lot. So I believe uh, if you had you know one person, the exchange rate was you know five to one or something. Yeah, if they're paying you five bucks an hour, that's a lot of money. And you would only need to have one person and you could give them that kind of VIP experience and you would get more money for it. Which, just real quick, they never fucking paid him. At any point in this movie, did they, they did ever at the give end. him money? Oh, I missed it. I'm almost certain he did. They only paid him At the once. very end, they're saying goodbye and he stuffs like a big wad of cash in his hand. Oh, I missed that. I'm gonna have to go back and make sure because I kept thinking that. I wrote it down multiple times. Like, they better fucking pay him a lot. And Gogo is the get up on his guy on the planet Earth because after all this is over, he just he finds another couple. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, listen to my yeah. music. <laughs> what if this is just normal for him though? Like, Am I gonna get possessed? Yeah, yeah, there it goes. All right, <laughs> drive out to the village again. So, anyways, uh, yeah, British girl gets getted. We never find out her name. I don't think. Um, they uh, they pull up to their hotel that they're staying at, and there's um, this ornate. Like, it looks like a bird mansion outside. Yeah, kind of. Like, it's like if you made an extra, extra large birdhouse for multiple, like, bird families to live in. (laughs) For a bald eagle. (laughs) (laughs) They were more hawk-sized. I don't know that a bald eagle would fit in there. But uh, Julie apparently is a photographer, amateur photographer. I don't know. but I'm not sure. She's like taking pictures of this thing and asks about it and then they give exposition about like the lore behind these ghost houses but i I guess i had it backwards apparently the ghost in the house is supposed to like the ghost in the shell kind of um but the ghost in the house is supposed to ward away evil spirits like that's why you keep it happy like you dress the house up and make offerings to it and it's supposed to keep spirits away possibly i think that at one point they say about that ghost in particular, and I don't remember what... I thought it was like a Ghostbusters trap at first. Like, it would trap ghosts, yeah. but... I think it was almost like, um... And I don't remember that ghost name. The specific ghost from the movie. Slimer? N- no. Oh. <laughs> Her name was... Uh, Matabe or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that was the, the, very close. Um, I think they said at one point that she was causing so much chaos and destruction and, like, possessing young women that they eventually put her in one of these ghost house graveyards and you know it's just a, a ghost house where they had believed that these houses were inhabited by multiple ghosts and they put her there to kind of watch over all of these ghosts and then that kind of made her happy like it placated her gave her something to do yeah so basically yeah <laughs> kept her busy and they would make offerings to her to keep her happy in that specific situation but that might have been a more normal thing but she almost then became like a bear ghost almost like protecting the other uh other creatures in her you know in her care her cemetery almost um which i love that that idea that lore but yeah it was it says that spirit houses are intended to provide a shelter for spirits that could cause problems for the people if not appeased Ah. very very interesting so she takes some pictures and then somebody comes out and yells at her for taking pictures which i think makes sense i guess there are a lot of cultures that, that don't like the idea of you i don't know if they were watching over the ghost house or if they were just like i'm homeless and this is my alley get out of here they were just and we oh it was that woman <laughs> there are no subtitles the, was it the was that the point where the woman came up 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, the the blind woman, like, comes out of freaking nowhere. She might have been blind in one eye, but I don't think she was blind entirely. Well, um, so, that was when they were going through the market. Uh, I just, I had a quick note that <laughs> there was a cute little lizard in the shower. Oh, while she was. was showering whenever they first got there. <laughs> um... And so immediately after she gets accosted by the the homeless woman, uh, she and Jim are in a restaurant, and he gets oh that's right a, a ring out of his pocket and sits it on the table, and she starts weeping. <laughs> and will you be my wife? They get propo- they get proposed. They get engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a quick note first. They have some really beautiful shots of this country, and it is a beautiful country. Both the cities, some of the structure in the cities is beautiful. Are are beautiful? Is beautiful? Is beautiful. And um, the countryside, especially, is just absolutely breathtaking. Um, and also, Jim has a very punchable face. Mm. He does. Like maybe the most punchable of any actor we've watched. Look at him. Look him up and watch, look at him with his actor stash on. Oh, just makes you want to so rip it right off. And the the way he acts in this movie does not help his case. So, yes, they propose. He proposes. And she goes, yes, 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 a thousand times, yes, whatever. And then... They go back to the hotel, and Robert and Billy are sitting in the lobby. And we had seen them once before this. Yes. And I wrote down on my notes, I don't trust those Brits. <laughs> well, and but that's the thing, because Jim and Julie, like, are immediately trusting of them and agree to go out for a night on the town mm-hmm. with these two. There's a little bit of foreshadowing where it kind of seems like, cause we see them once before they talk to them and, uh, the two Brits are, are, I hope that's not offensive to anyone. The two gentlemen, the British gentlemen yeah, are sure. watching them. And it is, there's just a few seconds where it lingers just a little too long and you realize there's something up there. So no, wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> They're both wearing plaid. Okay, I, I could have seen maybe going out for drinks or something. Yeah. But driving, I don't know, three hours into the countryside, you can fucking forget it. Yeah. Well, she was mad. Well, and we'll was get drunk. to that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're walking through the alleyway and there's a bunch of homeless men along the, the sides of this alleyway and women. and and women specifically the side that i'm talking about there were three men oh actually there was row. two men and one woman in that line the three of them okay he drops change and the homeless men and women all are aghast about him dropping the change <laughs> and one of the two British guys is like, oh, that, that's bad luck here. Like, you're going to lose a finger or some shit. And then Jim immediately starts mocking their culture in front of them as they're walking down the street away from them. Yep. If you go to somebody else's country, if you go to someone, if you go, to, if you come to my country, <laughs> it's not my country. If you go to visit another culture, just try to be respectful. Yeah, it might be different, but don't be an ass about it. Unless they're doing something that physically harms you, just, you know, shut up or whatever. (laughs) So they continue on, and at some point, one of them makes a comment about how this district is kind of tame or whatever. Let's let's go somewhere a little bit more exciting, and they take them to basically the Vegas strip of Thailand. It does seem like that, yeah. It's all all neon signs and girls, 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 and drinks and whatever. And And they go to um, a strip club. Yeah. 
And it's just... I guess that's what that is. Yeah. It's, it's something so like weird. that. thought it might have been a brothery or something. Like, they... Yeah. They walk up to this place and the guys talk Jim into going into the strip club. And Julie's like, oh, whatever, like, it's fine. But then... Uh, Billy doesn't go in. Like he just he just stays outside after trying to convince him to go into the strip club. Yeah, it's a little weird, and they don't try that hard. They basically say, "Come on," he's like, "I don't know," and they're like, "It's your last night as a free man," or something like that, or it's, it's because, your last chance you know, as a free man. And <laughs> he's not going to have plenty of chances between now and the wedding that they haven't yeah. even set a date for. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay." And then and Julie's like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." Like she's clearly not okay with it, but she's like, "Whatever." Like I'll have your fun. What I missed T3K was that they're trying to, the whole movie is just them trying to convince Doc to go places with him. Crater Lake, the monster oh. creature at Crater, well, yeah. <laughs> come on, Doc, no. Oh, come on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, I like this. Yep. But So they go in and there's a lot of very pretty Thai ladies in there. And I yes. guess they order shots and randomly... Just one of the Thai women, like, bends down and, like, grabs his face and kisses him, leaving... Well, she, like, climbs into his lap, and, yeah. like, she and, and another woman came over uh, and climbed yeah. into their laps, and then that was when she kissed him. She takes her top off and starts feeding him shots, and she drinks some shots, and then she starts kissing him. Yeah, it's it's intense, and it ramps up very quickly. Seems like a good time. <laughs> And meanwhile, <laughs> Billy and Julie are out sitting on the sidewalk having a conversation, and Billy's essentially like, "Can I touch you?" Being really touchy feely and like, whole... oh, "Your boyfriend's really lucky," like flirting with her, yeah. and like, I was really concerned there was something. I I wouldn't say far worse because her getting possessed by a ghost and potentially dying is a pretty terrible thing, but I thought there was something more. Uh, terrestrial happening <laughs> that was i kind of did too yeah i was really getting nervous and was like what kind of movie is this yeah um but yeah it's it feels weird like it didn't feel like he was trying to get to know her it felt like he was i don't know like enamored with her yeah yep so uh, all i can think of was the british guys from family guy you know <laughs> i don't know if you remember that episode i do May I touch your bum once? What? No, I said I'll see you later. Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Uh, so, uh, the guys, well, uh, uh, Rod, Robert, Robert comes back outside. I and it was Patrick and Sean. No, one was named Billy for sure. It was Billy and Robert. Okay. Don't listen to me ever about Billy Bob. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird. <laughs> Uno this whole um, beginning of the movie, leading up to the ghost lady, to me feels forced and flat. Yes. Yep. I, I don't know how they could have done it better, but they should have done it better. Like, leading up to this possession thing. I don't think they needed to have... I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot they could have done differently, but yeah, it was a little weird. So, Robert comes out uh jim is taking his time he's in the bathroom so he says he's in the loo uh the whiz palace and <laughs> robert comes out and basically like gives julie a motivational speech about going to see these spirit houses yeah 
we found it by accident. You know, it's it's just a little ways out of town in the country, and, and we'll take you there. We found it. And we we pulled off to take a piss, and it's spectacular. You're gonna love it. And Julie allows this to happen because Jim has lipstick on his face from the Thai bar lady, mm-hmm. and like she's pissed off about it. I I can understand that. Yeah, but to spite him. <laughs> She lets two complete strangers drive them both into the middle of fucking nowhere to essentially a a graveyard. Yeah. That is exceptionally poor judgment. I mean, yeah, it's, I, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of blame to go around here. Like Jim's definitely kind of an asshole for, uh, an asshole for doing what he did and (laughs) not, I mean, he might've been a little drunk or a lot drunk, but still because she's angry she she's like okay like you had your you had your little fun and i don't know why that line just bothered me you had your little fun now i'm gonna have my fun and we're gonna go out and see these houses and he's like well yeah in the country oh like we barely know these people it's like yeah but you let one of them take you into a strip club and get you like blackout fucking drunk so your argument seems a little invalid now (laughs) but they get into this van and he's like i'm just i'm just gonna rest my eyes for a little bit so you don't trust these people to take you out of the country you're gonna fall asleep in their presence okay (laughs) and at some point billy um takes her like head scarf oh that's right that was before they got into the van they were sitting on the curb and he was like just let your hair down do you ever let your hair down and she laughs and she's like what because that's also an expression for having fun and it's supposed to be like this. Oh, it's good writing, but it's, it's, it's she, not. So she takes her. She's like, "Oh, my hair's gonna be all gross," and like he forces her to take it off, which is weird because she says no, and then he does it anyway. And he's like, "Oh, your your hair's great," and it's not. It's sweaty and gross for being put up and like for being up all day. Which hey, she sweaty says. and gross makes for good sex sometimes. It does. Uh, sure. Usually that's where you end up, but sure, sure. So, yeah, that was a little weird. And then they go to walk away. <laughs> I never understood the need to shower before that because you're just going to get crapped up again. <laughs> like showering before a workout. Uh, no. Uh, in this movie, they should have fucking showered before. <laughs> well, oh. the, the second time, yes. <laughs> oh. yes. She was totally gross and having been rolled around in the dirt a few times. And, they, and he was not much okay, better we'll off. We'll talk about it in just one. We're almost there. It's just one let's, sec. Let's rewind it just a little bit. But he takes her, whatever she was using as so a So creepy fuck and twisted fucker driving them out to the middle of nowhere but he takes it and puts it in his pocket before they leave yes and it's very creepy and i at that point i realized that there was something other than that's where the movie took a turn (laughs) kind of i mean this movie took a turn at at the start of this and then turned back the way that i hoped it was supposed to go at the end of this into this interaction i was like okay all right so they're just gonna murder them (laughs) something that's not too bad they started driving them out of the country For a long time, time, it was like a a multiple hour drive because she at one point they're still in like in the city. And she said that they like somebody made a comment about how they had been driving for an hour already. Yeah. And then like they still had quite a ways to go. Yeah. Because I think there's a bump and he wakes up and says something and he's like, how long have I been out? And she was like, like an hour. And she's annoyed with him. And um, I'm Julia. I'm annoyed at certain things. They start arguing and they keep on like, oh, we're almost there. And then they it's well past dawn by yeah. the time they get there because it's light out in <laughs> yeah. that beautiful, creepy forest. So they go into the forest and they're showing them all these houses. And well, before that, what's the the one that was the taller one 
the the less Robert Robert yeah the dark haired one the more uh, prickish one goes running off the one the... who's actually orchestrating all of this yeah he's like he's like I'm gonna go check things out I'm gonna go scope things out which is weird because he's the one that's showing you this so I mean immediately I, I was like eh, this seems wrong <laughs> it, it, it's still continuing this forced <laughs> yeah let's push this plot along even though it's not going on its own it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense <laughs> and by now she should be a little bit nervous because they're they're taking her to a place to show her something and then they say they have to scout ahead why you're not so he goes on ahead and then they come back a minute or two later after they've argued for a while and she takes the ring off and throws it on the ground because they're like all right come on come on and then she walks well the what forest. they did when they walked up there was tear part of her headscarf off and tied it around a little figurine in the ghost house did we see that yeah. yes oh that's right because he's like i don't know about this man she seems like a nice girl i mean <laughs> you're she does. still about to doom her to eternal damnation you've you've had like four and a half hours to reconsider bro <laughs> Brah. Brah. <laughs> They're walking along and uh Robert is walking with Julie and Billy is like I think kind it's of Julia. I mean it just Jules. easily be Julie. Jules. It's gonna bug me now. Um Ms. Vern. <laughs> Julie with an IE. Oh well. Hot potatoes. Mm, scallop potatoes. Uh, oh, I just had scallop potatoes. They were so good. Especially when two of them get stuck together. Oh, oh man. So the onion wrapped around them. Oh. Oh, la, 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 la. Continue. So, <laughs> Robert is walking with Julie, <laughs> and Billy's kind of hanging back with Jim a little bit. And they walk, Robert and Julie walk over to one of the spirit houses. And they're standing there, and she's like, no, it's so pretty. And it's not. She gets her camera out and starts taking some pictures. And Jim's like, you should, you should take it. You should. You not should. Jim. No, or not Jim. Robert. Robert. He's like, you, you should, you should take it. You should, you should take it. Take, take it as a souvenir. Take, take a souvenir. Take it as a souvenir. You deserve it. And she's like, like, no, so that's not right. That's not and right. And it's not. <laughs> Is that my headband? <laughs> and picks it up. And then. As soon as she picks it up, Robert and Billiam go jetting off to the van. Yeah, they take off running. And Jim. <laughs> no backsies. Jim takes. Jim takes. <laughs> Takes off after them. Yeah. Sorry, and gives the door a good old you. slap. Yep. <laughs> he opens the door. He has it open <laughs> and then doesn't know what to do, so he just falls over. I would have drug Robert out of that yeah. fucking seat and smashed his face in. I mean, I don't I don't know that the actor was supposed to do that. Maybe he didn't know the door was going to be open <laughs> and it opens, so he doesn't know what to do. And he's it clearly like he almost got run over. Yeah, he's clearly <laughs> able to grab them out, but he just he just kind of would have made over a better them. movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would have been tearing and clawing trying to figure out what they were doing, I guess. But then again, I might not have run from Julie in the first place. And honestly, like if somebody is abandoning you in the woods somebody that you just met or do you really want to catch up with them and be anywhere fucking near them like point. i mean i no <laughs> but they are british and in thailand so the chances of them having a gun are slim but that's a good point actually <laughs> yeah not that an american person could get a gun into thailand but what if they threw you like out of the van while they were going, you know, ninety miles an hour or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just wouldn't want to be anywhere fucking near them. Yeah, I don't know that I would have taken off. I wouldn't him. have ended up in this situation to begin with, but because <laughs> you wouldn't have talked to anyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, we should go out and get some drinks. Celebrate. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
Spend the rest of your vacation here fucking yourself. It depends. Because if you've had a couple of drinks in you, you'll be like best friends with everybody. Like That is true. <laughs> That's probably why I don't go out anymore. <laughs> so they run off. Jim goes running after them. There's a whooshing sound as all the, the wind comes and blows the leaves away. And she looks away and looks back and, well, who's on top of that creepy ghost house now? But the inhabitant, who is uh, Matabe. Matabe. Yeah, I guess it was Matabe. I, I need to look it up. I keep... I'm sorry. <laughs> Watanabe keeps coming up, but that's not... Ken that's, Watanabe, I think, yeah, is an actor. I believe you are... Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's why. I am... Sorry. And then you also have Makoto Nagano. I'm so... Who is that Wa- famous Japanese Watabe. Watabe. My, my dyslexia strikes again. I flipped the M upside down, or the W upside down. Is that how dyslexia yeah. works? I thought it was forward to back, or back to forward, or however it, it is. Just, it, I, I have issues <laughs> mixing stuff up all the time. Jim runs back to where Julie was and finds her... She's dead, Jim. ...lying on the ground. And... Gives the camera one of those famous Jim stares. <laughs> uh... While she's laying there on her side, she starts hearing a noise a little bit off into the distance, and then you like you see an elephant. Oh, that's after they've been walking for a long. They walk down the road a little bit. Oh, okay. I also didn't understand that. Uh, It wasn't scary. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. It was almost like (laughs) Like if I saw that, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my god!" I'd be like, "Uh, "What's uh, what's going on here?" And it's a normal thing. Can there, I get a ride on your elephant, yeah, please? There are some people who legitimately ride elephants because they are the most efficient way to travel in certain countries. Except it's, the sheer amount of food you have to feed the thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were in that green of an area, I feel like it could just snack as it went along. That's true, too. I don't know, Maybe. I don't know how that works. I, don't know I love elephants. It depends on whose property you're going through or if it's yours. or I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I don't I don't know if it was supposed to be signify like a another spirit in that area or what but she was able to see something if an elephant spirit showed up i'd be like i'm super safe right now like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing's coming close to this i'm the sign of protection and fertility <laughs> <laughs> at any rate yeah they he picks her up and doesn't have any reception on his phone and so they walk away she sees the elephant ghost and then he finally gets a signal on his cell phone and calls Go-Go. And Go-Go's like, I'll be there in a jiffy. It, it's not a jiffy, though. It's like, by the time Go-Go <laughs> picks them up and drives a little ways to get him to his, get them to his family's village, it's gone from just past dawn when Robert and Billy brought them oh, there yeah. to now it is dusk and they're at Go-Go's mom's house or presumably something. they've been walking into the afternoon yeah i think like they were walking three or four hours and then it took him two or three hours to get to them so i feel like they've been out there for six to eight i mean hours. it would take a very long time to walk even like five miles yeah with someone who's having trouble being alive yeah. and you would because there's a ghost in there too <laughs> you would have a really hard time with that too dragging that person along you'd be so sore at the end of that so he gets there and and he tells them that we're going to go to go to my village. And he's like, no, we got we to go to a hospital. And he says, no hospital close by. Like, this, this is better. And it takes him to the village. And they go in and um, they have... There's really not a whole lot of subtitles, which... Eh, I mean, there's certain movies where it's fine because we can pick up on the context. But there's certain times where I really wanted to know what they were saying to each other. Um, 
that they start having an argument when they first get there. And Let's they- see. We can puzzle that out, probably. Why did you bring her here? She's super fucked up. That ghost that we all know about is inside her now. You never write. You never call. <laughs> and now all you, you bring- do is bring possessed people back here. And can we see how cute that little fat Thai kid is? Oh, my God. All the kids were adorable. <laughs> he was so, so cute. cute. <laughs> I love uh. him waking up and they're all sleeping on him. <laughs> Why are chubby Asian people so cute? Well, kids specifically. Uh, chubby kids in general are just, yeah. just yes. cute. Like... <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, whenever I see a little kid that's like kind of pudgy, I'm like, no, you're so cute. Uh, <laughs> just want to pinch those cheeks and give them a Kit Kat or something. National health crisis is funny. Uh, we all say, knowing that we are well overweight, <laughs> that, that we qualify for the COVID vaccine based solely on our weight. <laughs> oh, God. Per your earlier question, I don't know what my BMI is. <laughs> I don't want to know either. <laughs> uh, so they do some things and then they're like, well, this isn't working. Call the monk. And so. Well, she pries her mouth open and like kind of looks down in there for a minute. And then you see, whoop, an eye opens in the back of her throat. Yeah. And that's when she really freaks out and she starts yelling at Gogo. I mean, if I saw an eyeball in somebody's throat, I would probably freak out too. So <laughs> I mean, maybe. I bet Gogo's brother is named Stop Stop. <laughs> that's probably. <laughs> I think that's just his nickname. <laughs> Another one's named Yield Yield. Merge Merge. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank they... you for humoring me. So they. <laughs> Uh, eventually they, they call a monk despite Jim's constant and I get it. Why don't you guys ever call a monk for me? Uh, have you? Are you possessed? Been, you know damn well I could use it whether I'm possessed or not. Okay. <laughs> Let me just ring up all the monks I have on speed dial. <laughs> I am certain there is a Tibetan monastery around here somewhere. How could look. there not be? I mean, I say that but I can't think of one. So. <laughs> they eventually <clears throat> calm Jim down, tell him that this has to happen, that that modern medicine can't help her. They need to get someone else, a spiritual healer out. And I wanted to say, I love the idea of spiritual medicine. I'm not really sure where I fall on it as far as, you know, buying into a lot of it. I don't want to say buying into it. That's the wrong term. As far as believing it to a point that, uh, that I think that it's more effective than modern medicine. But I love the idea of still having ailments in the world that require spiritual medicine because they are a spiritual ailment. I love that idea. And I love some of the the, the different cultural um medicine healers spiritual healers like you have monks and you have uh witch doctors and um shamans and this it's just i think it's really really cool and i i I like that idea and i like that lore so i'm always excited when i see movies that have some some type of spiritual aspect of of medicine to them so him going in and using the different reeds with um, well he prays for a while first and then he's got like a uh sachet or something made out of like little Reads and he dips it in water yes. and sprinkles her with it. And did he put beads on her arm? The yeah. the old ladies did. Okay, that's what I thought. But village ladies. So they... also in Christianity, there is a thing called laying on of hands. Not lay on hands. Like the D and D spell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a spell, <laughs> but it's, it's essentially like you lay your hands on a sick person and pray for for healing, divine intervention. Yeah. I guess. That's, I think it's a paladin ability. You're allowed to kill people. Uh, I think it's one one point per level. 
Per Paladin level. Per Paladin See, I would level, take it right. a step further and have a character in a book who uses a move called laying on of hands, but it's like a mace, and he just, like, you know, can knock people's heads off this with it. This is my weapon, of hands. <laughs> Let me lay it on you. <laughs> so, they give her... I'm using that. <laughs> so, they give her these beads, and I miss, I miss that part, but I figured it was either the monk or the... Um, I don't I think they're too too small for that. Oh, maybe. Um, to give her these these prayer beads, um, beads of protection, some type of spiritual warding, um, objects of spiritual warding, and then whenever she's having a nightmare later on, where this this ghost, what'd you say the ghost was called? Watabe. Matambe. Watabe. 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 Um, whenever she comes in and starts, you know, creeping on her, she holds up her arms to protect herself, and you see those beads and Watabe. Is all like, oh no, and flies backwards. Oh no. Um, so that's, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed that. And, uh. <laughs> this ghost is scared of things. Some things, mm-hmm. yes. Now, so, is that what powers it, though? I don't uh, know. <laughs> Was she that's not? the future ghost powered vehicles or fear powered ghost engines. Engines. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows there's enough fear around. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I you know could power like six cars on my own, man. Uh, is th- at this point, are, is she cured? She's not cured. No, but she's temporarily not. revived, and they they ward her off temporarily because th- she doesn't really see her get affected by her much again until she takes the beads off. Yeah, they it wards her off until like three hours later when she takes the bracelets off. Yeah, and no one bothered to tell her no. they don't take those off. Yeah. Give some instructions <laughs> with this shit. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, here's some protection, but I'm just going to tell you it's jewelry. Your yeah. pharmacist should have been like, don't take those off or you die. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them on every day forever. Never take them off again or you'll die. <laughs> Here, drink this tea twice a day. Um. Yeah, so they get back to the hotel. Yeah. You have a little, little, little romp. Well, yeah. They have some weird... Uh, supposed to be heart wrenching moment where he says like you know is the are we over is is this over and she's like no and then she says I just I need to go to bed I I need bed I I need I need rest and he's like okay okay like because he says he's gonna find the um the I think he keeps calling them the Brits um and I've already forgotten their names so I'm gonna call them that and I apologize if it's offensive to anyone but I'm terrible with names so he keeps saying he's gonna find them and she's like i don't want to i don't care anymore i don't want to talk to them i just i just want rest i just want to go to bed i'm so tired i just want to go to bed but then she's all like well let's have sex i guess <laughs> and this is the part where they're super disgusting and dirty and sweaty yeah. and like, yeah <laughs> no they got like 36 hours of flop sweat and prayer i don't dirt know. <laughs> from three different areas and bug bites and yeah they're not in a great way so yeah nope so anyway <laughs> they have uh, raunchy hotel sex he goes to the pharmacy to get i don't know well, I he goes to or the something. front desk first and she gets in the bath yo front and, desk lady was super cute too and very nice with her asian bob you know um asian bob that would be a great character for something <laughs> sorry so <laughs> like rudy and normal size rudy regular size rudy yeah <laughs> Bob and Asian Bob. <laughs> uh, he's talking to the lady at the front desk and asking, he's like, yeah, like I was supposed to meet with some friends here. Um, have you seen them around? I forgot their room, room number. Yeah. And she was like, oh, the the British people? Yeah, they, they all left this morning. They checked out this morning. And she makes a comment about a third person, which yeah. 
Jim didn't know about, but Julie did because Billy made a comment about Robert's girlfriend being with yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was Robert's girlfriend. It was Robert's girlfriend. Yes, yeah, but she was who presumably grave robbed this ghost house in the first place, or did some kind of yeah? She she desecrated. It was like, oh, I'm going to take this little or trinket. Was she? It follows. Did. Oh, you mean someone else did it to her and to get out yeah. of it? I mean, could you be reinfected? Because all you need is three people that are willing. And every three days, that person just walks <laughs> over there and goes, boop, and knocks a statue down. They're like, all right, come on, bring it on. And then they get haunted for three days. And then the next person goes up and they, boop. I feel like that cycle would slowly drive you to madness or quickly drive you to madness. <laughs> all right, so you get like 30 people Like involved. you would come to dread your three days coming up pretty quick. <laughs> it's like being on call at a job. <laughs> That's how the villages used to deal with it. Like, they just (laughs) cycled out the whole village every three days. Uh, So, Um, but so the the weird part to me is that I thought it was the dark haired British guy's girlfriend that was sick. It was. It was. But she's maybe, maybe they're just friends. Maybe it's like um, he's friends with his girlfriend's brother and that's who that was. Maybe they were all going on a trip together. But she's very clearly hanging on, like, hugging and, and, and holding on to, for support, the other guy. Billy? Whenever he finds them in the hotel. Or when he finds them in the airport. Okay. I don't know. It just it, She seemed way closer to the other friend. The, yeah, the I don't know. British guy. I don't know. I just, uh, I thought it was weird. She takes a bath while yeah. Jim is gone. And I, I, mm, I would never... I would never take a bath like that with my nose like yeah, a quarter of an inch away from the close. water. Like not when I'm that tired and gonna potentially fall asleep. No, and showers are ten times better. So they're more refreshing water. in my opinion. I just like because baths get cold eventually, unless you have like a jet tub or something. But yeah. or what do they call those? I also like bath bombs and things like that that smell good. Baths are nice once in a while, but I mean. I guess she just wanted to get soothed, but every scary movie has to have a bath scene where she gets haunted, and this one did. Continues to be haunted. Well, while they're having sex, she looks past Jim's shoulder uh, and yeah. sees That's right. mm, Watabi, like, I don't know, like, standing on his back. Yeah, yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she's all like, oh, sex is over. <laughs> you got a weird parrot. Gotta go. <laughs> 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 I wish that was something that happened to me all the time when I had sex. <laughs> and I would just like forewarn people like, listen, in the middle of this, something weird's going to happen. Just ignore it. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. fine. <laughs> uh, so, so what was he going out for? None of us can remember. Aspirin. Was that all it was? Uh-huh. Aspirin. Okay. So yeah. She told me the hotel didn't have any she like She said that packets. she needed aspirin. And you're telling me that they didn't bring their own? Well, I don't know that you can bring medicine. I'm quite sure that you can't bring medicine over the counter stuff i think you like on a flight well i would think you can bring prescription stuff prescription i don't know for sure either way i don't know i mean now with you wouldn't be able to bring it in it can't be like you can't bring your heart pills into this country (laughs) yeah then again here's one of my tangents last time i was on a flight i flew to texas and back and it was a long flight very long flight well people know we don't live in texas now maybe it was maybe it was the time i went to california I was coming from California. Now they know we don't live in California. Maybe it was the time I went to Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Say all 49 states. "Hmm, Which one was not mentioned? So (laughs) I was going on this flight 
And the first time I went out, I was like, man, I'm really hungry. And I asked the stewardess, I was like, is there anything that I can, she was like, you've already had your bag of peanuts or your cracker. You've already had your cracker. She's like, I can get you one more if you want. And she was really nice. And I was like, sure. Cause I was really hungry. She got me another one. So then when I landed, I used my $40 per diem to buy $39 worth of snacks and power bars and shove them all into my laptop bag. And it went through security with no checks at all. Like nobody stopped me. Like, what is this? It was a full of snacks. <laughs> so then halfway through the flight, when my t- tummy started to grumble, I was like, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me. And I moved past her and got my laptop bag down. And then for the rest of the flight, I just <laughs> smunching on something. So I ate like 1,600, 1600 calories worth of snacks before I landed three hours later. So anyway, it's very possible that you can take that stuff with you and they don't care <laughs> now that I think about it. I mean, I took Dramamine with me. I mean, the last time that I was on a plane was, that's not true. I flew once in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't hear what the first one was, so we but had the, no idea that wasn't true. But the last time before that <laughs> was like 2005 and they didn't, I mean, I had like pills and shit. With me, like aspirin and you take dramamine. Hi. Whose <laughs> stomach is that? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Do you need a break? <laughs> I think I'm hungry. Is that talking about snacks? <laughs> I mean, those doodles are not the most filling thing in the world. No, that's true. Um, so I ate a lot of them. <clears throat> Bong. So he goes out and takes uh, forever, apparently. But she's very nice. She tells him where to go and you just go this yeah, the way. The pharmacy is like... Three thousand blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> so why did Nicole go go to take him there and back? <laughs> Whatever. So while he's doing that, she gets haunted. Um, Watabe comes and she's sitting in the tub relaxing, and then suddenly something is horribly wrong with the world. Yeah, there's a a thumping sound somewhere nearby, and it freaks her out. So she gets out of the bath, and then gets dressed enough that she can. She goes into the hallway. And because, all the power goes out. Yeah, all the power goes out. She goes into the oh, hallway, yeah. and then the door closes behind her, and she can't get back into her apartment, which we've all been there. It's <laughs> So, she leaves, gets progressively more and more haunted. Uh, In the hallway, yeah, yeah. She starts, like, getting attacked, and Watabe continues putting her filthy hands in people's mouths. Ugh. And warps. I think at this point, she, like, vomits some kind of black liquid into her mouth. Something like she that, She warps yeah. reality and makes her... She turns a corner and she's in this, like, burning building. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she starts seeing the, uh, right. the events, which... The storyline of this movie... Didn't Gogo tell Jim the story of Watabe yes. before this? The yep. story Which is <laughs> that this Thai, uh, like a rich Thai gentleman, married a Japanese lady... And they were very happy, and she moved back to Taiwan, Thailand, with her, I meant. With him. Um, Thai, with him. Uh, <laughs> and I guess at some point, the Thai gentleman... Am I saying Thai? Yeah, you're saying Sorry. it, Because right? if they're from Taiwan, they're, it's Taiwanese. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Thai <clears throat> gentleman had an affair with uh, like a house servant or somebody. Yeah. Some young, attractive house servant. Yes. And the Japanese lady, in her rage... Tried to burn the house down with all of them in it, but she's the only one that died in the fire. And yes. that made her eternally <laughs> and angry. that made her angry. It oh, makes me fucking think... figure, you dumb bitch. I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Throw the Molotov cocktail at the person you want to burn, not at the floor. How much more badly could you do it? <laughs> you try to kill two people and only manage to kill yourself. <laughs> 
Set the fire. And then you become... I wouldn't have a problem with that, except she became an angry ghost. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, that's your fault. Uh, it does kind of seem... You didn't ask to be cheated on, but you did ask to be burned down in your house, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem... It seems weird. <laughs> it's not fair. But the weird thing is, he, as soon as he started explaining this, I thought... I get so mad at ghosts. Like, 95% <laughs> La Llorona. It's almost yeah. the exact same story. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Except fire instead of... Hell hath no fury eggs. like a woman scorned yeah. with a... a tank of gasoline and a poor understanding of how accelerants Did she work. dump it on herself to light the house on fire? I like, I'm getting so tired of that storyline, yeah. too. Like, it is so played out. It is. There's enough it really is. assholes in the world, male assholes in the world, that they could very easily be an asshole after death. They want, They try to control someone that eventually breaks free of their, their manipulation and leaves them. They attempt to kill that person. They kill themselves in the process. And then the rest of their life, their afterlife then, their unfinished business is trying to possess this person and control them. Like, that's a, a perfectly fine story. Because if you're an asshole in life, you might be an asshole in death as well. Or after death or whatever. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, here we go. So, woman scorned. <laughs> so angry spirit. Tired. Her own damn fault. Uh, <laughs> angry woman. So, that's when she starts seeing this. Uh, Watabe is showing her what happened in her life. That's just what ghosts like to do. Is Go ahead, Kitty. You cool. were going to say I something forgot like what I was seventeen say times at this point. That's fine. <laughs> something helps. about ghosts being totally assholes. Why? I, I don't remember. Why do ghosts feel necessary to show you if they're already haunting you? If a ghost is already haunting you, and they're about to get to their final form of ghosthood, and you know, over nine thousand haunt you. Why do they feel the need to show you their backstory in Mama, in, uh, um... Sometimes I get it, like, they want to you to see what happened to them. And why they're kind of making other people suffer now to, like, make themselves feel better. Sure. It's the origin story that I have a problem with nowadays, that yeah. I've been watching so many horror movies. Lights out, scary stories to tell in the dark. Well, did she show what happened in Lights Out? Or did they just yeah. tell her? She showed her. I don't remember that. I think they just talked about it. And they saw like a... There was a flashback at least. I mean, It was like... an old film reel. Because that's the one where she like burns into nothingness and disappears. But she in any case, yeah. Bubba Hotep and Mama, they give them visions of their past for some reason. And it's really not explained. But yeah. Maybe it's just a transference thing. Like whenever you come in contact with a spirit that's lingering, like you're thrown into their consciousness consciousness for a while okay could be sure <clears throat> but so this happens to her she freaks out and that's when she starts doing the fingers down her throat thing to i guess further possess her she's trying to make her vomit yeah oh and because she was taking a bath she took the beads off i should have mentioned yes that. which she has no idea that they're important <sighs> yes yeah I think she took them off even before they had sex. I think she yeah. she was like, bleh, 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 and like ripped them off. Took all my jewelry off. Mm. Um, I don't even take my earrings out to sleep. So they take her to a hospital. They get gross after a while, and they have her restrained and, and sedated and sedated. And while this is happening, well, um, Jim. Jim has returned and found her in her. Yes, and he takes her to the hospital, and then state. and <clears throat> he um, 
is talking to the doctor afterwards and she says to him that oh yeah it's really weird actually there was another um white person in here a couple days ago that looked very similar to her that uh had very similar things going on and then one day she was just better and she was fine oh yeah she was british yeah. the doctor's exact words were this happens a lot we see this a lot in people from the country from the country yeah <laughs> but we've never like gotten a chance to study it i guess they usually don't come in here but i just had another foreigner come in and they recovered today so she'll be fine like i don't know what the hipaa laws are in thailand but apparently you can tell anybody about any patient so also and- one recovered patient does not a pattern make <laughs> we're and fine this is like the next morning or something that this is happening like it's daylight at this point because then she's like oh yeah it was these brits and i i bet that they they wanted to to get on a plane as soon as possible because they had been here for a while and he leaves and goes to the airport calls up gogo and (laughs) they're still not gone even though it's been like a day since they've just been waiting their their flight's been delayed for like 36 hours they've just been sitting at the terminal (laughs) And and he looks around and in the giant terminal sees him going up an escalator like 200 feet away and like comes up on them and like starts punching them and stuff. Robert is just a dick about it too. He's like, yeah. "Oh, we want an apology." Yeah, he's. Not like, no, I came here to kill you. <laughs> Sounds like bad luck, mate. The subtitles came up at one point, and I think the girl was like, "Wait, who is that?" Like they didn't even tell her what they had to yeah. do in order to make her better. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it." And he walks away from her. Yeah. And Jim. Throws once. He's never been in a fight in his life, apparently. He's made of twigs and (laughs) grocery bags. (laughs) 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 Let me hit you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Robert puts him in like this chokehold. Yeah. Almost chokes him out and then leaves him on the ground and tells... Billy tells him to go find uh, Reno and gives him a card and says, tell him Billy sent you. Presumably Reno's the one that told them how to get rid of La Llorona. Yeah. Um, so I'm not changing it. <laughs> said what I said. Uh, just real quick, as someone who has been choked out like that before in a controlled setting, this is sounding really wrong. <laughs> Sorry, there are a lot of people there. You don't just get back up. I promise you, you don't just spring back up. Especially if you're not a trained fighter. You don't do that. Your your ears are thumping. You've got uh, like pressure behind your eyes. You don't know which way is up. For at least a few seconds, you're down on the floor figuring out what the fuck just happened to you. And he passed out. He was out on the ground. And then just sprung back up again. Which that alone probably would have made him pass out. Because all the blood would have rushed <laughs> to his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to point out. like he's he just It would have been really funny to see him spring up and be like, ah, and then fall back up again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, she tells him to go find Rio. Reno. Reno. Not Rio. So they go to this old mall storage place thing i don't know I might, yeah I'm there sure. were escalators and there was like a a tin door that they had to go through like one of the like garage door types oh that they there's have a name for malls. those what do you call it like a sh- like a shutter security shutter it is a rolling door so also they- called a barrel door <laughs> i've worked on them <laughs> I've done like 1,300 jobs. You asked. Kind of. 
I asked. I thought, I thought that <laughs> you asked. I thought that you were going to call him an ass. You asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go in and they're walking through the halls and the weirdest fucking fever dream of a scene happens where it's very confusing there's nothing but like red light in here and there's people having sex and there's one guy punching (laughs) another guy in the face just like punching him in the face and then they both look up at him and as he walks by just keeps punching him in the face they look up like what the fuck are you looking at (laughs) and the guy's not even like trying to like he's like i don't know I don't there's know a woman sitting next to him and presumably yeah. this is some type of anything goes like this is what's like the guy punching him was like a male prostitute and that's what he paid him for was to punch him in the face okay, wow. we don't king shame if it's <laughs> if it's all above board uh, wait not above board what's the what i'm looking for if consensual. it's all consensual that's the one if you've bribe if you <laughs> if it's all consensual you do what you want as long as you're not hurting anyone it's consensual we don't be king shame. Punching them in the face. As long as you're not hurting anybody who doesn't want to be hurt and who hasn't consented to being hurt. There you go. Moving on. <laughs> so they finally we'll get say. to the room where Reno is. And Oh, um, real quick, just if you're not gonna watch the movie, <laughs> Gogo continuously being the greatest person on earth goes with Jim to this sex dungeon, anything goes, prostitution, drugs, guns, whatever, underground den of debauchery and awesomeness um and rock so he goes with him the whole time knowing how fucking dangerous this is and they see the guy at the door and like and he's going with him to help him (laughs) because god damn it if he isn't the best goddamn driver go go can you take me to the grocery store yes go go can you follow me to the gates of hell yes (laughs) i got good music (laughs) so they walk into the whatever loft and there's a Woman singing a strange, sad song. Yeah, it's which kinda... it may be an actual song. I don't know. I think it is the way that they pan over to her. I think that uh, it was very much an actual song, probably cut up a bit. Um, but I didn't mind it. It was alright. I like somber rock. Uh, and they get past her, and they finally get to the room that Reno is in. <laughs> yeah, and- it's like a reverse <laughs> Tower of Death or whatever that movie was. Alright, anyway. So, they finally get to the room that Reno's in, and they come in, and he's like, uh, Billy sent me. And everybody in the room, including Reno, goes, oh, Billy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little weird. Also, I guess just by trial of elimination, they find him, because the guy let them in. They, They were like, Billy sent me. I'm looking for Reno. And he shows him the whatever Reno gave him originally, whatever Reno gave Billy. And he's he, the guy at the doors. All right. And lets him go through. And then like gestures them up the stairs and they go by like 10, 15 different rooms <laughs> and they just eventually get to Reno. I'm guessing that they cut out the part where they opened every door and people scream. They're like, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. A little jealous of Reno's lifestyle. Must admit. Uh, become a somewhat disgraced ex shaman. <laughs> okay, I can do I'm that. I'm more a sham than a shaman. <laughs> Doesn't even rhyme well. <laughs> so, Reno makes some comment about Gogo being uh, Jim's boy toy. <laughs> yeah, and Jim's like, "What? No! Like, no!" <laughs> that is a compliment. Gogo is a very handsome man. <laughs> he, he was. Is. So it's his boyish charm, I think, that really comes through. It's his just honest, genuine demeanor. Uh, he sends his hose away. Yeah, and Jim basically isn't leaving without an answer. And 
uh, he's <sighs> tells him that the way that he told the Brits to to get rid of it was to pass it on to somebody else, and that's how Putting she on ended the up with it. And <laughs> he's like, so that's all you got to do. And so Jim goes out and finds this couple, like this middle-aged couple. Frumpy. <laughs> who are just as willing and just as <laughs> oh, instantly trusting. Let's do stuff. Which says something awful about Jim because he's able to fake it that well. I'm a little bit nervous about his mental state for the rest of his life because he's able to just <laughs> fake uh, uh, being okay and getting them almost into his van and this is where <laughs> it's a little weird with gogo because it's a little weird because maybe he didn't tell gogo what was going to happen but gogo's there with his van ready to go ready to <laughs> and, kidnap some americans Jim, jim's bringing them over and maybe he didn't tell him maybe he didn't tell him or maybe gogo cares maybe he thinks oh i'll help them get out of it because i'll have more time uh i'm not entirely sure what's going on there but gogo if he did know what was going on, that's where, like, him being a good guy gets a little creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll help. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Jim gets him basically to the van, and he's like, ah, I can't do that. Oh, he's also stole her scarf, just like Robert yeah. and Billy did. Right off the table. And um, he's like, oh, I, I can't do this. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Just go. I, I can't do this tonight. And they're like, what about the spirit houses? <laughs> and so... <laughs> He sends them away, and then he goes back to Reno. And him and uh, Gogo have like a, a knowing nod between the two of mm. them that, uh, like, Jim couldn't go through with it. Um, and so he goes back to Reno, and he gets to the bouncer guy that's at the front of the building. Yeah, who keeps his gun tucked into the back of his pants? Who's like or an anybody idiot. could see it? A very intimidating <laughs> gentleman, but it doesn't seem like the best body. He's a very large man, uh, but yeah, he Jim takes the revolver and whacks him over the head with it. He gives him a really good smack too with a a larger frame revolver. That would hurt a lot, a lot. So they get to Reno's room and he <laughs> pulls the gun out and interrupts all of the sex that is happening. <laughs> and Reno's like, oh, come on, man. Interrupts and, his like, beach. <laughs> <laughs> and, and back rub. He's getting like a temple massage and a blowjob at the same time. <laughs> and I'm jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> Jim literally is not leaving without an answer this time and like drags Reno out and... He tells, I forget what happens at this point. I stopped taking notes, like, right after the airport. He tells them there has to be another way. There has to be something else that they can do. Um, he's not He's not willing to infect somebody else. Like, there has to be something else. Um, and that's when he tells him that you got to find somebody with the juice to break this. And, you know, I'm more of a, a sham than a shaman. I can't help you. But I know someone who can. He's going to take him to an honest-to-goodness witch doctor. A witch doctor, yes. Which, um, not to be confused with the night witch. No. There was a part we missed right before she gets her ass haunted in the hotel. Um, She's checking out pictures on her camera. Oh, oh, that's right. And then there's a picture of her sitting on the bed looking at the camera. And as she's like going through the pictures, like it's getting closer and closer to her. And I, thought, I thought that was cool. That, that was cool. pretty good. Yeah, it's... 
I knew something creepy was coming, but I really thought that she was going to see a face in the ghost house and it was going to move the uh, sinister style. Mm. But mm. I was really appreciative that it then turns to pictures of her in real time looking at her camera as she's zooming through. And then the last one that she zooms to, it's like on her back. Watabe is there with her. Watabe, right? Watabe. Yeah. Watabe. Um, but I just real quick, I wanted to say that when Jim walks in and pulls out the gun, I love how all of the women in that room are so used to just general violence and everything that goes on there. And it's just like, whatever. And then they leave. <laughs> nobody screams. Nobody freaks out. Just like, whatever. And then they walk away. Uh, so they all get in the van and go to pick up Julie. You don't see it in 30 Days of Night so much because he's wearing so many outer layers. But <laughs> Mark Boone is a rather rotund man. He really yeah. is. He... <laughs> Yeah, he's got like the total American thing going on, just like a big belly, but nothing else. Yeah, I mean he's a big man to begin with, yeah. but I love his voice. I don't. He's got this quality. I just I it is very voice. soothing. Maybe I could hire him to like stroke my hair at night and talk to me while I sleep. He seems like he might do it. He's like a very just genuinely jovial, nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very happy with his life and well be bearded. Yeah. It's basically Santa. <laughs> basically. So, <laughs> as, <laughs> so as the um. As Jim is getting uh, uh, Julie out of the hospital, he, I guess it's good foresight. He thinks, oh, I'll, I'll get some of these tranquilizers to keep her knocked out <laughs> and just steals them. But all the bottles are in tie. And he yeah. can't read them. So he steals them <laughs> and then later is like, which one's the tranquilizer? As if that was the only thing that he could have possibly grabbed. This one's poison. This one's <laughs> anti-venom. And okay, this one's so water. maybe I'm wrong, but um, Vic had asked how he would know. Like, what if he gives her like an overdose of it or whatever? Do those little bottles only have one, like one serving size? No, <laughs> it, no. It looked like a larger. Like it wasn't a small bottle. Like it didn't. It didn't look like a syringe's worth. It looked like you could fill multiple syringes, and it mm. looked like a larger bottle. You can. That's that's so, why they have that rubber nipple on the top. And I, yeah, I, I would think that a tranquilizer is something you definitely don't want to OD on because you can slow your heart down enough that you won't have a heartbeat. His thing. I don't don't know. take my shit. I would probably kill you at this point. This would be where you die because I would just jam the needle in you. And, be like, <laughs> and you. I'm feeling better. <laughs> 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 All right, so jam it right in your butt. <laughs> they get her in the van and they start heading out uh, towards where the the graveyard area is. I guess like where the yes, they just start heading that direction. And go ahead, it sounded like you had something to say. Well, I don't think they're headed to the graveyard. They're headed to wherever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Booney's friend is. Oh, right. They're okay. heading to the, the witch doctor. So which is very far away, and you have to go by river. Uh, yeah. They might not have had. To, well, I guess it was. Was it a it, well? So they get stopped in the middle of the road because a uh, truck carrying like lumber or something hit a motorcycle that had like six people on it. <laughs> Four, but yeah. And I mean, it's not funny, but they. One of them made a comment. They were like, "Were they all on that thing?" And uh, uh, Reno said something about how he had seen um, one with up to seven people on it before it's impressive and terrifying and at this point julie is like in and out of consciousness and she is in and out of 
the spirit realm yeah. as well. She's like the kid from Sixth Sense. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's like, like going to the upside down. Halfway through the veil. and I think on this ride before they get there, she like takes the revolver and wants him to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to be sad. haunted anymore. I wonder, like, I always watch these movies and I think about what it would be like to be in the position where you were haunted and like... I just, I don't know how long I would take it before I got to that point. I Like, this was a rather quick onset of a haunting compared to... Three days. A lot of other... I personally would start to play with it, I think. Like, I would... I, obviously, The first thing I do when I get haunted is start to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, when I... I would just assume that I would be terrified, for sure, for the first day or, or multiple days, but eventually you can only deal with so much fear before you either go insane or start to realize that you're not going to die. Kind of like that scene from, from uh, his house where he realizes that he's terrified and, and this, this creature has taken him to some other area and, and, and he's talking to him and it's sinister and awful. But then he realizes that he's not getting burned by the fire. This creature wants him to cut his own flesh. Like he realizes that, you know, he has power. Um, he's kind of wrong about it, but he, you know, so eventually I feel like I would start testing things to see how much power this thing had over me and how much it could really hurt me. Because it keeps popping up and jumping on her, but it doesn't seem like it's physically hurting her that we can tell. Yeah. She just seems exhausted. Um, or you become a 30-something-year-old man with severe social problems. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but as they're as they're on their trip, he's holding the revolver on Reno and they're driving. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Reno says that fucking great line. Can you put the gun down? You look ridiculous. And he does. And he does. And he does put it down. He also does look ridiculous. Uh, so they, they get stopped because of this accident in the middle of the road and somebody's like covering up all of the bodies. And then Julie starts to see the, the bodies reanimate and one is standing just outside of the window and uh the yes because all Jim, three of them leave her alone yeah. in the car and jim's vomiting <laughs> off the side of the road and there's a whole thing it's a matter jim never seen a body before and she gets freaked out and sprints out of the van and starts running through the woods and they're like oh wait we left the one person <laughs> alone that we shouldn't have left alone and they freak out and go like go after her and Mr. Boone's like, we got to get her to this place now. Yeah. She so starts, I guess they off-road around the truck a little and just keep on. I think they, they actually start walking yeah, through the forest. They started running point. through the woods because they heard her scream. Oh. So they find her and she's, that's when she, she runs up to more ghost houses and Watabe is floating down behind her. And yes. That's when Harrison she, Ford's shaking each ghost house going, give me back my family. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then what? they get on a boat. She lifts it looks the like air, a banana boat, kind of causes fire to erupt from her feet. Amy, <laughs> they come running when she screams, and they find her, and she floats up into the air, and there's like a a fire below her, and then she falls back down. That's it. It wasn't that bad. It was just like rah. rah, rah, rah. That's all. <laughs> Little bits of fear. <laughs> yeah. It's like in D anD D when you roll for intimidation, you get like a four. And you're like, eh. Watabe's like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to haunt again, so I got to do whatever I can with this one. You know what they say? One good scary day keeps the me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they get in the boat, and she's like laying in the back of the boat, and the 
other three are up front chitter chattering about things. Yeah. And is she, this a boat? No, I think it's more of a skiff. I think it's a boat. Yeah. Uh, and she starts seeing something bubbling up out of the water. And one of the things that Reno is talking about is how they've there there are demons in the water. Everybody thinks that it's just riddled with demons. Yeah, they turn the engine off. Because, it stalls. Oh, it stalls? Okay, I thought yeah. they turned it off intentionally, but it stalls out, and they say that there's... And I actually kind of like this scene. I, They say that it's haunted, that the water's haunted with all these spirits, and it comes up, and it seems like it's trying to help her. I got the impression that it wasn't an evil spirit. <sighs> but almost... when the hair comes up first over the side, yeah. and I go, fuck you. <laughs> Don't leave with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> so they finally get to where they're going after uh, the... The ghost from the water gets spirited away. That boat very much puts me in mind of the boats from Far Cry 2. The way that it starts sounds like it's getting shot. It's like... <laughs> Every time the ghost start it, I don't know what's going on. But it definitely doesn't sound like... The engine sounds like it's getting like blasted with some kind of uh, jet of, of air before it starts. Um, Thank you for not acknowledging what I said at all. Continue, please. Alligators. They get to a... There's no alligators in Far Cry 2. Oh, Far Cry 2. My mistake. Far Cry 2 is my favorite Far Cry game. So they finally get to where they're going and they go into the building, but Reno stays outside because I don't have one in there. <laughs> and there's a witch doctor and then her two like Boy himbos toys. over there. Himbos, that's like, a good word. Helping, I guess. I don't know. And <laughs> she's like, oh, nope, there's, a, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Watabe is too angry. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> and he's like, what if I give you something? And she's like, oh, maybe. Give me something of great importance to you. And he's like, I'll do anything. Please, please. Here's this ring. That I'll I do anything except cut off my own finger. Yeah, and then she's like, here's <laughs> what you can do. But I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> here's the simple thing you can do. And we can nip this all right in the bud right now. Oh, you know, that just sounds... Now, is there something else I can do? I'll do anything else, you know, just... Oh, man, I don't know. That sounds... Something else? Not a toe, either. Fuck off, Jim. So the building that she was in was, A, on its own small outcropping of land, and seemed like a fortress. It was built in a way that just was really weird. It was like a... I don't know what it was supposed to be. I don't know. Something about it just, it made me think that it was built to be some kind of spiritual beacon or something. I don't know. It was weird, but yeah. <laughs> so they do a spell and use the ring and she still comes to take Julie away. Watabe still comes to take Julie away. And <laughs> there's a bunch of fighting and throwing people around. And The himbo has a... Not a wakazashi, a tanto, I guess. Yeah. Tied to his belt, which he drops after La Llorona throws ah, yes. him. Presumably they're dead. They don't get up. In theory, yes. <laughs> so do you realize what you've done to all, like, how many people you've fucked up? Because you wouldn't just cut a finger off. Wouldn't but cut it off on your own terms. Gogo's like, get in a circle! And uh, he does. He's like, okay, and now I'm getting out of the circle. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes Jim, for the... not where Gogo told him to be. He goes for the knife and... Because it starts going after Gogo and you don't mess with Gogo. He is the best character in this movie. <laughs> Fuck off. I think he's got his necklace on yet, so I think he's okay. Maybe. 
but he was grabbing at his ankle. His mammy gave him like a like a bead thing. <laughs> so Jim cuts off his finger and then like does he toss it to the woman? I think Go-Go. he gives it to Go Go. Oh, okay. Go-Go grabs it. And Go Go's like, Old oh, Lady, okay. catch this out of the air. <laughs> like <laughs> And she stuffs that in the looks like a spittoon from the old west. It's a burning bowl. Oh, sorry. Yes. And I'm uncultured. She does a little bit more spell because <laughs> apparently it wasn't done yet. And how convenient for him since he hadn't cut off his finger. <laughs> well, presumably they'd been doing it for a while because he was like, oh, can you just try? Here's a ring. This is important to me, but it's the first thing I'm willing to get rid of. Ugh. And then she's like, no. And he's like, well, just try. And she does. And that pisses Watabe off a lot. Yeah. See, the first time I saw it, I thought he cut off his wedding ring finger. <laughs> But it wasn't even that. It was just his pointer. Like, yeah, like I thought that would have been the finger to cut off, like to offer would have been the wedding, right. the wedding one. But that's the thing. Like when she said, "Cut off a finger," you could have done it very controlled. You could have done it like you could have cleaned the knife and cauterized the wound, and and you could have cut off your pinky finger, arguably your least used finger, and then moved on with your life. But and instead, what? And one of the, <laughs> one of her her dudes could have done it for him instead of him having to cut off his own finger. So he just. Cuts off about half of his pointer finger, and, and that's enough, and that's a, it's an offering. <laughs> like, down to the middle knuckle, like, it's not even the whole finger. Yeah. That's your last tangent. <laughs> that, so... that doesn't even count. It was like ten seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it works, and yeah. Watabe leaves. She tries to, like, scrabble up the wall. Yeah. Like yeah. a bug that's just been sprayed with poison, and, and it's it... like... <laughs> There's some effects in this movie that are really good. And overall, she's pretty creepy throughout the movie. She's pretty scary. But this did not work for me at all. Because <laughs> I'm not saying that I could do any better. But if you have an actor or stunt person or whatever, if they're being moved around on wires, if they're not physically moving their body at the same speed that their body's moving, like if their arms aren't moving at the right rate, it doesn't look right at all. It looks about the same as the bug crawling on the wall of Bubba Hotel. <laughs> she was going... <laughs> She was moving slower than she should have for how fast her arms were moving. Maybe it was vice versa, but it didn't work. No. And then she just goes, whoop, out the window, and that's it. It was really anticlimactic. I thought she would burst into fire or whatever, but I mean, I guess she's just being cast out, but it just didn't feel didn't that. did she burst into flame? No, I don't think so. I think she just went, whoop. During her vision, she does catch fire, but that's back at the hotel. I'm pretty mm. sure this, she just scrambles on the wall and then yells and then goes out the window. Okay, so that's basically the end of the movie. Uh, they walk outside, and Mark Boone's like, now oh, you guys are looking good. <laughs> uh, they get back to the hotel, they check out, they're at the airport, they say bye to Go-Go. Slap them a big wad of cash. I think. We're going to have to go back and look at that. They leave. And then two more. A nice, happy couple walks out, and Go-Go immediately goes... <laughs> it was Gwen and uh, whatever his name was. the Gwyneth Paltrow. The middle-aged couple that were almost no, gotten. No, I had thought that on. too, but I don't think it is. No, them. it's a totally different couple. Because they just got there at the airport. Yeah, they were just That landing. was down downtown in the market. That that was happening. No. I'm, I'm, we'll go back and... We won't go back and watch it. I'm almost <laughs> positive. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> because they wouldn't sell a ghost the, house. He he picks up a new person, new couple at the airport. Right. But in the antique shop, that's Frumpy and 
Dumpy, I guess. We'll call I yeah, they're... that's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, okay, yes. That was what yes. I was talking about. Oh, I thought you were saying the people he picks up are... No. Okay. Yeah, I was saying No, the people up... that were at, like, looking at the the ghost house in the antique shop. Well, then shop. you weren't listening to what I was saying. Because what I was saying was that he picks up a new couple immediately. Immediately at the immediately, airport. And just says, hi, like, you need a ride, I got good music. And, like, does the same exact spiel that he did to uh, Jim and... and uh, Julia. Julie. 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 Um, and it's just, it, the whole thing starts over again and hopefully it'll go better for them. Um, and then yes, we see the, the other couple, I guess they're still in Thailand. I, it seems weird to me that they would be able to buy a used ghost house. I feel like. We don't know that it's been used. Yeah. But I guess if you're not a very. She goes, it's so beautiful. I'm like, oh, please, please. Can I get it? And he's (laughs) like, it's huge. It's not going to fit on the plane. It's going to cost money. Yeah, it would cost a lot of money to ship that back. A lot of money. That was the end of the movie. We have to decide something before we start giving our ratings. I need your help because I can't decide on my own. Okay. Was that a jump scare at the end? We didn't think it was. I did not think it was. I'm discounting it as one, too. Because it didn't jump out at us. It didn't. There wasn't like a. I mean, it was coming for like 300 hours before it happened. So it definitely was telegraphed by a lot. And we expected it. And it didn't have an accompanying noise except like a low. Yeah, it wasn't super. It wasn't super in your face. Like if if it would have been her face and she went, wow, or like pulled her whole whole upper body out. (laughs) Her whole upper body out. (laughs) I'm an opera. Like the hauntings. whole upper body would have been so cool if like they were shopping around in there and like in the background you just see imhotep shopping too (laughs) (laughs) or the uh uh the leader of the um nasa is that what they were looking around for any potential relics they might have accidentally lost that lead back to the book that they're supposed to be protecting the Maasai. Maasai is that not what they were the the magi magi weren't weren't they (laughs) what was the what was the ancient egyptian term for bodyguard i think they were the Maasai. i think you're right but you just said the same thing that you said before he corrected you. <laughs> I said Maasai both times. I'm almost positive. Magi. I thought I said Magi the second time. <laughs> Listeners, if you care to let us know, you can reach us at pod at gmail.com. I mean, we can reference the mummy quick and see. <laughs> She's talking about just now, just in this this instance. I'm pretty sure I said Maasai, and then you said it's Magi, and I was like, oh, okay, Magi. But I did hear you say Maasai after that again. Okay. Well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> so anyway. And then you were like, I said Maasai both times, and he was like, Magi, and you were like, Magi, I said Magi the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, I oh might be an God. idiot, but if there's one thing I am not, it's an idiot. Okay, so... Max. So no, not a jump scare to answer your question, in my opinion. It was your movie? Well, it's spelled weird. <laughs> Cultural depictions. In the 1932 film The Mummy, the Magi are mentioned as Pharaoh Seti the first person. Oh, you guys bodyguards. still hadn't settled? That was what they were called. That is what Magi. they were But it's M-E-D-J-A-Y. Magi. Magi. Mag- with a silent D. All right. It's a silent D in the middle. <laughs> the Magi. <laughs> So yes, <clears throat> may I help you? Max, it's my movie. It was your movie. What was your favorite part? <laughs> my f- favoring part was the Buddhist monk. Mm, I yes. really, I'm not Jim, <laughs> so I guess I'm s- smarter. <laughs> but like, if I had seen that happening to my significant other, I would have felt totally comforted myself to see this monk yeah. 
praying and doing his chants and his rituals and stuff like that would have made me feel so much better. Nick. Uh, my favorite part was going to be the monk, but I did have a backup because I kind of figured. Um, I really like the idea that um, Reno's character is kind of this disgraced, failed shaman. And I, I kind of want to see a movie about his before being disgraced. <laughs> I want to see what he did before that or how he built this weird underground sex empire. <laughs> I liked the lore, not like the ghosty lore, but like the the spirit houses. Yeah, those like, are cool. How was that not ghost lore? I, I wasn't talking, like, I meant not the Watabe. Oh, lore. not her yeah. generic. The cultural. Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, that was mine. Okay. Uh, least favorite part, Max. Uh, Jim. <laughs> what a douchemonger. <laughs> just I just, I just, Yeah. And I, in my notes, I did write, he's very hatchet-faced. Which isn't necessarily oh. a bad thing, but... Um, I thought for sure he was going to die at one point, and I have on my notes, Jim's going to die, and I can't wait. And he didn't. And now I'm frustrated. <laughs> that was his only note out of the ten that said anything <laughs> other than, uh, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that was going to be really good. The other nine say Maasai. Make <laughs> <laughs> sure it's Maasai. Just say Maasai. Don't say Maasai. What was your least favorite part, Victor? My, thank you for asking, Max. My <laughs> least favorite part was some of the dialogue in this movie is really not well put together. It doesn't really work for me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I would actually like to add, in addition to Jim, I like the whole beginning felt so flat and forced. Yeah. So their their argument, the the way that that's set up, the reason that they go with these people into <laughs> that area, it's all really weird. The most flimsy reasoning. It could have been on planet very Earth. different. Like we didn't have to have the marital strife thing. We didn't have to have that because Jim's development isn't a development. There's no character arc because at the end of the movie, he does what he has to because he's fucking terrified. Not because he loves her, because if he really loved her and he gone, went through this whole character arc, he would have just cut his finger off when she asked for it. So I, it didn't work for me. So you know what they could have just done when she was taking pictures of the first ghost houses and the blind lady like scares the shit out of her. She like bumps into one of the ghost houses and knocks a figurine down and goes to pick it up. And when she does, then it gets her. Yeah. I mean, sure. Lop the whole first 35 minutes. Yep. <laughs> Very easily. Just right around there. We don't need the other girl. I mean, it takes a little bit of the tension away from him. Not, uh, you know, finding this other couple and then not, forcing them to take this on, but he didn't do that anyway. So it was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. So there's just the movies kind of disjointed at times. So yeah, I, the, the dialogue and just the way that some of this progresses is not great. So my least favorite part about this movie is that it felt culturally insensitive, inaccurate and whitewashed. <laughs> like, why did Reno have to be white? Like, they could have found a Thai person who was well-versed in the lore that could go over, like, probably better versed in the lore <laughs> than some rando American who apparently came over on a visitor's visa and then never fucking left. Like, <laughs> yeah. so. Well, that's what happens when I go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually from Greenland. <laughs> Um, you know what would have been really funny? Just just a quick crossover. They would have walked in and it was Raphael from La Llorona. <laughs> Here, have these eggs. He's like, it's basically the same fucking ghost. <laughs> Does he get any of her tears? Why not? Each continent 
has their version of this woman. <laughs> I'm just taking her out all over the place. Did you try closing the door? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Max, what was the scariest part for you? Scariest part? Mm, lordy. Probably when uh, um, Julie is on the bed at Gogo's village. And the old lady, like, opens her mouth. Because I, I think she's, like, hacking or something. And so she opens her mouth. And then, like, you see the movement in the back of her throat. And then the eye opens. Yeah. Because my reaction wouldn't have been that different from hers. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, nope. And got up and walked out. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, Vic. <laughs> Scariest part for you. I don't know much about anatomy, but those don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest part for me, hmm, I would say would have been, honestly, at the very beginning, she's running through a foreign land yelling for help. No one can understand her. She's terrified. And then she gets into a dead end and... She's totally alone in the dark and she turns around and there's that spot that starts to rustle a little bit. And then the whole entire woman comes up out of the spot and starts moving towards her creakily down the hallway or down the alleyway. And it's terrifying and she can't go anywhere. Creakily and creepily. Both. She is going like, and she's moving. And she's doing the classic ghost crackly bone thing. And then she shoves her really long fingernailed fingers into her mouth. Kitty. Scariest part. Um... I've been thinking about it the whole time both of you were talking and I I can't like I can't come up with anything. I think no. if I were in this situation, the scariest part would be realizing that the people that I just met and just decided to trust were not who I thought they were like <laughs> once I was out with them. Like yeah. if I were in that situation, just do what I do and <clears throat> don't trust anyone forever. Exactly. That's exactly my thoughts. Maybe after like 10 or 15 years, you can start, you know, letting them touch your stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, Max, what was your overall rating? Overall rating. Overall rating, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Hmm. It, was, it was a good movie, but some of it was not good. <laughs> um. I know I have more of a critical eye for the way that movies are structured, and that bothered me a lot. There's a lot in this movie that felt forced and weird. As an overall movie, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Oh. Yeah, last night, uh, whenever we got done watching the movie, I was like, I'm going to hurt Max's feelings tomorrow. <laughs> um, overall, I would also give Feelings? It a, what are those? I would also give it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> wow. All right, all right, all right. I thought you would have given it more because it's an actual ghost. See, you would think that, but I just, it it felt. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that, but here's how you're wrong. <laughs> it, it felt, like you said, it felt forced. There was no chemistry between any of the actors, except for Gogo and everybody around him. <laughs> yes. And Go-Go he's like a chemistry. charisma magnet. Yeah, he has yeah. chemistry with a brick wall. <laughs> and so... That was a struggle for me. The fact that, like, they were like, there's this really cool lore in in Thailand, and we're just going to take that and throw a bunch of Americans into it and make it ours. That kind of bugged me. So, I don't know. I, like, it was just not 
not my thing. It's very possible that this was a movie, uh, like we, uh, I believe we've done that multiple times where the ring, the grudge, and at least one other one. We've never done the grudge. <clears throat> no, 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 not us personally, mm. us as Americans. Uh, I believe we America has made their own versions of a lot of these movies. Well, the ring is the American version of the grudge. No, the ring is the American version of Ringu, and the grudge is the original, or the American version of, I can't remember the name of it. The grudge I saw was not American. Did it have to? It was very Japanese. Didn't have, um, oh shit, not Jeff Daniels, what is his name? No. Okay. Then Mm. you you saw the original one, you didn't see the American Yeah. One. There is an American. The original version. Grudge scared the pee pee out of me. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember 100%, but I, I'm pretty sure that the American version takes place in Japan, but with oh, American actors. It has ah. um, the actress that plays Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I cannot think of her name. I might not have ever known it, to be honest with you. What is her name? Is that Jennifer? Um... Is it Sarah Michelle Geller? That sounds right. I got it. But Why yes. do I want to say, like, the girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I thought she was <clears throat> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she might have been. I, I don't remember that movie at all. But anyway. But see, okay, here, here's my counter-argument to something. Sarah um, Michelle Gellar. Okay. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, this Asian Eastern belief in spirits, mm-hmm. it's something, I think, very foreign to Westerners. Yes. Like they have a completely different view of spirits and the afterlife and all that and the way the dead are treated and everything. So I think that adds to the scariness for me a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Because like here in America, what do you have, you know, like mostly Christian, you know, um, ideals, yeah. Mostly Christian viewpoints on death and, and spirits and things. And um, you and go to some place. Mo- most Christians don't believe that there are spirits, uh, a lot don't. Um, I personally do. Uh, but yeah, then going to someplace like that or like the Japanese forest in the forest, mm-hmm. um, places like that and like having that different cultural conception of spirits personally terrifies me. It's because I just don't understand it. Well, I'm not yeah. saying that like Jim and Julie <clears throat> couldn't have been American because it, that in and of itself makes sense. Like they're going to be more likely to break the rules so to say right and they would also be the protagonists on which we could present or project ourselves on and be be emotionally invested in them because we are like them we are coming into the situation we don't understand the culture so it makes sense to have them be uh, a surrogate for our own uh you know situation in this movie so that would make sense but there was a lot more to it my issue was like not only was it jim and julie but it was jim and julie and robert and billy and robert's girlfriend and gwen and her husband and reno and like they're just like we don't need any main characters except for gogo to be native to this area i agree with that sentiment that was where where i got a little bit hung up like if x Sham, I'm glad it was Mark Booth. (laughs) I I don't hate that he was in this movie. (laughs) Right. I just, like... Because he elevates whatever he's doing. (laughs) But those those four characters, in this situation, the way that they they shot this movie, which I don't agree with, I think there was a lot here that could have been cut out, and, you know, Max's idea of... I mean, there's a lot of our podcasts that could be cut out. (laughs) Sure, we're not ones to say about being making making things succinct and have them follow a pattern and make sense. 
I'm going to do it anyway, <laughs> goddammit. But those four characters in this setting had to be foreign. They didn't have to be white or they didn't have to be American and British. They could have been from any other culture. Could have been Antonio Banderas. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. So, God, anyway. Man. Oh, you gotta watch that movie, Bullethead. He wears this fine ass like navy suit with a long like thigh length overcoat. My God, he looks good. All right. <laughs> so, um, Max, what was your horror rating? Horror rating for all the reasons I just described. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Oh, okay. It was not an official jump scare at the end, and I, I would basically do what they did. Like I'd be totally dependent on Gogo. Like these are. Hi, spirits. What the hell am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. There were parts that were definitely scary. And this is one of those. I guess it was actually a Japanese spirit. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't still think about that. (laughs) But um, I there were parts of this movie that were really creepy. And the idea of being possessed and, you know, having to do terrible things for your loved one. There's a lot here that that is creepy. It just wasn't executed in, in the best way for me personally. I'm also going to give it a four for scariness. Wait, what did you give it? Six out of ten. Six and four. Four, yeah. I'm Together, sorry. Together, I was like ten. I, it, <laughs> I, I don't want to be sorry. I was bored. Like, I was, we were like maybe halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie, and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I just, well, I'm never picking another ghost movie again. <laughs> I just want to follow Gogo around. Let me see what your day's like, Gogo. That was just that. It was. I don't know what it was about. The acting just kept taking me out of it. And I think if the acting had been better, I would have been more scared. Yeah. Like it just. They would say lines that were weird and awkward, and like the marital strife thing was really weird and felt forced, and only needed to be there because, like I said, they had an idea for doing character development for Jim and. They spent too much time on a lot of horseshit. Yeah, there they wasn't did. really any necessary. I thought Billy was the best actor out of the the like Jim, Julie, Robert, and Billy. I thought yeah. that he was the best actor out of all of them. Um, Couple bits of business that we need to talk about. Uh, first of all, you can reach us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, all at Hounds of Horror Pod. Um, you can also. Reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Um, next week, we are recording with our friend Bill Van Vagel mm-hmm. of Phantom Galaxy and Land of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. And he picked the movie. And he picked an older movie that I had actually never heard of. Um, it's called Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. It's a 1974 film. Um, and as of this date, you can rent it on YouTube, Google Play, or Voodoo. Heavens. Voodoo. Voodoo. So, um, yeah, we'll be doing that next week. And I'm super excited about <laughs> recording with Me too. him. Yes, um, I'm excited to watch an older movie, um, uh, especially one that I haven't, especially one that I haven't ever seen before. Um, and I... I don't know. I, 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 the only older movies I can remember seeing is the original 13 Ghosts. Um, and that really scared me when I was a kid. Like, a lot. I only ever saw this remake with Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. No, but the original was just, it really, really scared me. And I don't know why. Um, I mean, I was probably too young to watch it, too. I was, like, maybe nine. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go back and I'm excited to go and watch an older movie um, and really see what this is all about. Um, it says Debonair, supernatural expert Captain Kronos. Every and time his... you say it, I hear Captain Crunch. <laughs> and his hunchbacked assistant, Grost, meet their match when they encounter a village where vampires have been stealing the vitality of young women, hmm. leaving them elderly and decrepit. Why can't they steal it from Debonair, young women? Debonair, Captain Kronos, and his hunchback assistant, Grost. <laughs> <laughs> so. Captain Crunch. <laughs> They're damned. <laughs> Wait, Which that's is Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Captain Crunch. Hint, hint. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> All right. So tune in next week when we talk. For Captain Kronos and. Kronos. The, uh, wait, Captain, Captain Kronos. Crunchos. And the Vampire Slayer. No. What is it called? Captain Kronos. <laughs> Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, where we have a very special guest on that we're very excited to to talk and get to know and hope. What? So anyway, Why bye. are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening. Don't look at me. <laughs>